Welcome back to the second episode of Hashtag Love Hacks, podcast by Lunch Actually. In this episode, I'm talking to our very special guest, a relationship counsellor and clinical sexologist, Dr. Mata Tarali, as we talk about intimacy in dating and relationship. We'll be covering the importance of intimacy in a relationship, how to be more alluring and increase attraction to the opposite gender, and also practical tips to avoid the sex predators in dating apps. We have also prepared something special for you, our podcast listeners, at the end of the episode. So stay tuned and enjoy my awesome conversation with Dr. Martha. I really want to introduce to you, you know, our speaker for tonight. Because our topic tonight, right, is something that a lot of times, like, you know, uh, singles have come to us, clients have come to us, and sometimes people are a bit shy, you know, like, I'm not sure how to go about it. So we thought, like, mm, you know, this is a topic that is very important, you know, like, we should really talk about it. But rather than, you know, like, us talking about it, we thought it's good, you know, if we could uh, invite someone who is, you know, the expert in this field, someone who, you know, knows exactly what she's talking about someone who has worked with so many people you know like to help so many people be it through counseling and coaching so i want to introduce to you guys dr martha tarali yay <laughs> hi martha hi hello, hello. thanks yes. for having me yes everybody please give the lunch actually welcome to martha yes so martha is actually a relationship counselor and she's also a clinical sexologist and her company is called um, Eero Singapore. So I'm very, very excited to have her here with us. You know, I have heard so much about Dr. Mata, but I've never like have the opportunity to, you know, like come face to face with her and talk to her. So I was so excited, you know, like when my team invited Dr. Mata to be with us during this webinar. So just like how all of you are very excited, I'm also very excited to hear more about what Dr. Mata has to share with us. So Mata, maybe you can do a quick introduction of yourself and maybe also share how did you uh, started doing, you know, like what some people might think is like some... Uh, a very interesting career. Yes, thank you for having me. Okay, I was at the crossroads of my career. I have a Bachelor of Arts Communication. So I was in Copcoms for eight years and I was at the crossroads of my life. I started a nonprofit which wasn't doing well. And so I was really thinking, rethinking what I wanted to do. By the time I wanted to close down my nonprofit, um, helping young people in career guidance, uh, being young people ourselves. I, I realized I was, um, because I was doing volunteer counseling, I realized I was actually good in counseling. So I wanted to uh, do some form of counseling, helping profession, uh, but I, I didn't want to do just the normal same old topic. So I was at the crossroads and there was this spat of newspaper articles that came out in Singapore that actually made me quite furious. It was about uh, rising teenage pre pregnancy and STI rates. And I was thinking, why is it that we always talk about sex in very negative ways? We don't talk about how amazing, wonderful uh, it is. And even in magazines, it's always um, written in very cliche um, ways of how to uh, keep the guy and things like that. And I felt it was really not um, talked about in meaningful ways and also like how to really uh, enhance uh, relationships so I uh, went and got my doctorate in human sexuality. So I'm, I'm not a medical doctor. I have academic degree in sexuality. After I started my practice, very soon after, I realized that actually a lot of clients, they come to me because of the lack of sex um, or sexual difficulties, 
but actually they were having communication issues. The underlying reason why their partner doesn't want to have sex is because of toxic relationship. And so I, I wanted to become even more qualified. So I went and got my master's in counseling. So I have four degrees and I have had career change in order to do what I do. And I've been doing this for 12 years. Yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing. Thank you so much, Dr. Masa, for that <laughs> introduction. I, 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 Yeah, I was looking at the slide just now and I was like, wow, you know, like you really have like gone to school for like a lot of different things yes. and probably for a long time. But I think that's that. Uh, definitely show you know like your passion towards this and um, I, I really hear you and I think you know like we have some of our participants who say like wow I really like uh, where you're coming from as well so um, today um, Dr. Martha will be sharing with us of course about intimacy when it comes to dating and relationships and also you know why is it important and also how to increase attraction towards the opposite gender and also, I think, you know, like recently I've been reading so many of these negative news, uh, which is also practical tips to avoid sex predators, you know, when it comes to dating on uh, dating apps. Or, or I mean, just anywhere. I mean, just not dating apps as well. So um, I think, Martha, you can share with us, um, like, how how do you actually define intimacy? Because I think when people talk about intimacy, like, people think about different things. You know, some people will think about sex. Some people will think about, like, maybe connection or, like, I, I don't know. I think definitely different people have different definitions. So... Um, how would you define intimacy and how important it is uh, when you are dating or in a relationship? Yes, um, intimacy to me uh, just means closeness, closeness. So we can have physical intimacy, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, sex. A lot of times it's, it's like a pseudo name for sex because they don't want to use the word sex. So physical intimacy can mean hugging and holding someone. Uh, like this picture sitting on the couch. So they, they are having the physical intimacy. And if they are talking about things that uh, makes them both feel very close and connected to each other and feeling vulnerable, they can have emotional intimacy. And mental intimacy is when maybe you discuss philosophy, you are doing a debate and uh, you start to feel very uh, uh, close to that person mentally. So that's um, mental intimacy. And then there's spiritual intimacy when you sing in a choir or you are in church or or in the mosque praying together, uh, that also uh, brings you very close to the uh, whole room and that's a spiritual intimacy. So intimacy can be, uh, to me, uh, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Wow, that, that's, that's awesome. I, I think that's probably the best um, intimacy <laughs> definition that I've ever come across. I, I really like that. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, like what you have mentioned, it's definitely like that closeness, be it, you know, like you mentioned, physical, mental, emotional, or spiritual, really that, that closeness, right? Yes. So, yeah. so when it comes to um, being in a relationship, dating, um, really what we are looking for when we are dating and uh, seeking a relationship, a romantic relationship, uh, is that we are looking for somebody who has our back. So first of all, can the person and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, each other, can uh, both persons uh, be able to uh, feel that they can understand each other? First, that is the foundation. And then um, through that, there will be little tests that will start to happen in a relationship. For instance, like, do they show up on time? Can they uh, fulfill their promises that they make? And uh, this is when trust will, will develop. So with more trust, then there will be more intimacy. There will be more opening up and more sharing because uh, you don't want to open up all of yourself to somebody who doesn't deserve your trust. So intimacy and trust 
uh, comes hand in hand. And um, then with the intimacy and the closeness, then we become also more and more vulnerable. Yep, I, I love that. Martha, I think like uh, what you have described, right? one of the things that you say, which I caught on is little tests that happen. Yeah, and I think this is something that we talk a lot um, quite a lot during our webinars. I think sometimes, you know, like some of the guys will say like, hey, I don't know, you know, is that a test? You know what, what is happening? And then I think sometimes like guys, they are a bit blur, you know, like they, and then for the girls, they always expect the guys to kind of have like a uh, sixth sense, you know, or like ESP to kind of know like uh, what to do during some of these tests. So do you have any advice, you know, maybe either for the girls or the guys on like, I mean, like you say, these little tests do happen and it's important for these little tests to happen as well because you mentioned, you know, it helps to develop trust and trust needs to be de developed for intimacy to happen, right? So, you know, for, for some of the people who are sort of like getting a bit lost in all these little tests, you know, what, what should they do? I think the, the best thing is to just be honest and vulnerable. And uh, yeah, they are called little tests. Uh, maybe they are called some other things in some other language. However, it's really about just being dependable and showing up and uh, being a person of uh, integrity and honesty. And uh, this is what we are looking for when we are meeting someone uh, because it is important if you are going to count on somebody uh, to have your back, thinking about ma uh, marriage and having a family, then definitely you want someone who is de dependable and who is uh, somebody who shares uh, similar values to you. So there are uh, not just the, the physical uh, attraction that you want to consider. Got it. Thank you for that. Okay, so I think, you know, like the next part, okay, after you mentioned that um, having the trust, you know, like having the intimacy as well. So I think the next part of it is like, how can someone be more alluring, you know, to uh, maybe capture the attraction of the opposite gender? Yes. So being alluring is... Uh, very, very um, general because all of us have very definite ideas of what is attractive. So when we want to attract someone, I feel it is about being the best version of yourself. So that's the outside in and then there's the inside out. So the outside in is when you start to dress up and uh, you, you feel good and uh, your happiness, your radiance will just come from the inside. So that's outside in. And then there are people who choose to work on themselves to uh, go deeper into uh, maybe like journaling or drawing or dancing, ways to kind of like to heal the inside so that the inside will start to glow and uh, reflect on the outside. So I, I, whatever the, the way um, somebody prefers, whether it's the outside in or inside out, uh, these are ways that we can start to become uh, more alluring. When we are truly comfortable with ourselves, not just comfortable, but we actually also love ourselves. When we really, really love ourselves, I know it sounds cliche because everybody says you need to love yourself before you can find someone to love you or you can love somebody else. Um, the reality is when you really, really love yourself, you will not allow yourself to be bullied or blamed or abused. And so these are some very, very fun, uh, important fundamentals because when you have strong uh, integrity and um, boundaries, this is when um, the person will actually also unconsciously sense it. They will also respect you more um, in terms of the way they treat you. And um, this confidence, this 
uh, also is related to how it uh, affects you being alluring. So alluring is not just about like tips, tricks, techniques, not just about blusher and makeup. It is much, much more than that. It's much more than that. It is all part of it, but it's much more than that. So being alluring to me uh, also means being comfortable with all sides of yourself, being comfortable with being the doer, where you need to work hard and achieve and also the other part of yourself which is uh, able to be by yourself to be reflective to um, appreciate silence so that is uh, what we call uh, for Chinese you know the yin and yang that is inside us to actually have a, a well-balanced uh, self and to really explore all facets of yourself so that uh, you have a lot of ease with yourself so I'm, I'm not young, by the way. So having worked on myself for so many years, I realized that actually the more I am comfortable with myself, the more I heal my past and um, accept all facets of myself, I am actually able to um, better relate and communicate to all people. And um, that, that is because uh, I, I don't have this uh, tension within myself that I need to prove anything or I need to fight. Um, the fact that I am relaxed allows other people to be relaxed. So when they, I'm relaxed and they are relaxed, then we are more likely to have a good time, uh, whether it's just a conversation or a meeting. And uh, that is very important. Uh, the ease that you have with yourself will also contribute to you being alluring. Awesome. I love that answer. And I think, you know, we have Deborah who says here, Dr. Mata looks young though. I totally agree. You know, like I'm not going to guess how old Dr. Mata is, but I totally agree she looks young. So if you like how she looks and you think she looks young, then you better be doing all the things that she has mentioned. Okay. So uh, she has mentioned, she said the more comfortable, the more you heal yourself, the more you're able to accept all the different facets of yourself, then you're able to look young. So that is the secret to the fountain of youth. So now you all have learned it tonight. So other than talking about intimacy, we teach you all how to look young also. Okay. So I think, you know, like, um, Martha, you were talking just now, right? That, um, you know, alluring, definitely, I agree with you. You know, there's the outside in, there's inside out. And I think sometimes when it comes to like maybe uh, intimacy, you know, talking about attraction and things like that, um, one of the things that come out sometimes is really about, you know, like the masculine energy and the feminine energy. Like, what, what do you uh, think about that? Like, do, do you feel that, you know, uh, for a lady, you know, like, um, like maybe someone with a more feminine energy that would be more attractive or alluring or, or maybe it's, it, it doesn't really work like that? and it's not necessarily so. Yes, it's a, it's a very, very uh, important question and very sensitive. Uh, in, the, in the world of dating, there, there are the terms uh, masculine and feminine. And a lot of times, uh, in general, in general, uh, a lot of uh, women tend to be more feminine. A lot of men tend to be more masculine. But what happens when it's the opposite? What happens when um, uh, um, a man is uh, more feminine and a woman is more masculine? I think it really depends on uh, what you value and the kind of relationship you want to have. So... Uh, despite the way I look or sound, I actually consider myself quite masculine. And um, I had to um, embrace my feminine in order to be a more well-rounded person so that uh, depending on different situations and with different people, including my romantic partner, I can put on my feminine side or my masculine side. So the reality is it's just like having different tools in the toolbox. In different situations, you need to fight for your life. In certain situations, you need to be relaxed and gentle and uh, alluring. And uh, so... 
um, being comfortable with all aspects of yourself, including your masculine and feminine, are part is part of the arsenal of tools that we need. Because if you know that um, by being very direct with this person, you are going to get through the message better, then by all means be direct. However, if you try being direct with this person and it's not working, then you can try a more indirect approach. Instead of telling them what to do, you can invite them, you can ask them, you can uh, let them know that this is what you think and then you are leaving them the, the decision to them. So you are not so much of a nagging, you are not like telling them what to do because you don't want to end up becoming their mother. So when it comes to uh, you being the more alpha uh, a more masculine person in a relationship let's say you are the woman and sometimes you have to look at your your opposite uh, your partner your intended love interest um, is um, are they going to be able to accept who you are so I like your video uh, that you showed just now Violet where you talk about you were looking for a certain type of person and you are you you and your partner or your husband was also looking for a certain type of person and in reality what you think you like may not be the best uh, match for your, yourself. Yes. So yeah. when when you are able to appreciate the different aspects of each other for instance like maybe violet is uh, more uh, colorful and uh, more more outgoing and looking for someone even more outgoing then um, both of you um, um, may think that this is what you want but in reality the your opposite would be somebody who actually uh, supports you and calms you down and so sometimes we need to figure out uh um, like by dating different kind of people who we are and what actually is a better match for ourselves. Thank you for so, that. So, so yes, I, I want to say it's true that a lot of men are not able to accept the women who are more on the masculine side. So this is when, this is when um, a lot of women are very disappointed in the choices of men out there, to be honest. <laughs> because the, the, uh, a lot of women are willing to work on themselves. And yeah. in general, like a lot of men are more complacent. And there are women who uh, I have uh, met who really are so disappointed with their partner. So before you marry the person, before you purchase the goods, uh, better <laughs> think, think carefully, think twice. That's why we talk about um, having small tests. And um, once you have decided, like, uh, or you have already married this person, then a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, marriage is about uh, learning how to accept one another. Uh, to uh, compromise and to negotiate and also to continue to have the hope that um, people do actually change and people uh, can change but don't expect them to change into a completely different person. There are certain aspects of us that uh, we, can, we can definitely modify uh, with awareness. And uh, of course, when we talk about people can change, people can modify themselves. Uh, in my work as a counsellor, uh, it's very much about uh, not forcing people to change when they are not willing to change. You cannot force someone to change when they are not willing to change. So no matter how much therapy, uh, if they are very, very stubborn um, and they are not willing to change, um, then it's very difficult. But if they are willing to sit down and really listen and, and, and uh, be, uh, have a discussion, uh, actually a lot of my work is actually mediation and facilitation. I facilitate a discussion because a lot of times they are talking, but they are not talking they are not talking over each other. They are not really listening because they are. Uh, they may be uh, very concerned about like uh, being right or getting hurt. And so they may be interrupting their partners. So when they go to a counsellor and we facilitate, uh, a lot of times um, the message actually gets through much easier. And so 
unfortunately, and I wish more people understand that counsellors don't just listen. Counsellors actually do facilitate, we do support, and we do actually educate as well. So it is important to go to the right counsellor with the right expertise uh, for the issue that you have. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Mata, for that. Yeah, there's, there's so many things I can share. I'm a bit... Yeah, uh, I, I know. <laughs> and, and I mean, definitely. I, I mean, uh, I I have referred people to you as well. And I, oh. I, I have gotten very positive uh, feedback from them. So I, I know, you know, definitely, you. if you guys are looking, you know, for someone to uh, help you work through some of the things, you know, like that Dr. Mata has mentioned, definitely, you know, she's a very good person to go to. And I really like the way that you mentioned, you know, like um, you feel that actually, even though people might see otherwise, you know, like maybe people at you right now they'll feel that your energy is maybe very feminine uh, but actually you know you you know that yourself actually you're more masculine and I love how you say that you actually also embrace your femininity to be more well-rounded I, I love yes. that Yes. yes, because so, I think sometimes people kind of feel that, oh, you know, I'm like that. You know, I, I'm like yes, that. Long. I'm yes, masculine. Yes, no, I'm just yes. like that. Long. <laughs> yeah. So this is how you win all the debates, right? By saying, I'm like that. Long. You accept me like that. Long. Uh, you, you, you knew how, what I was like. So why do you want me to change? The yes. thing is, um, the thing is, uh, what drew you to the person originally uh, is because you are opposites. But yes. when iron sharpens iron, right? Of course, yeah. it, becomes to, it begins to be tiring. So this yes. is when both of you can soften each other so that you can have a better and happier life so yes. by learning new skills by adapting by uh, uh, embracing things that uh, you haven't had to try before for instance yes. like me uh, learning to embrace my feminine side didn't do me any harm in fact yes. I became more well-rounded and yes. I consider it like different situations I know what to do with different people because ultimately yes. in my job it's not about me it's about how I can use different approaches so that I can help my client it's all yes. about my client so because of that I think through my work, I have become more adaptable. And I yes. think this doesn't need to be just, oh, you are, you are, you are not a counsellor, so you don't have to do that. I think yes. we should be smart enough to know we don't talk in the same way to our father, mother, sister, brother, cousin, uh, uh, boss, relative, neighbour. <laughs> so why is it we cannot get it into our head that we should be also learning how to be an effective communicator with our partner? Yeah, agree. Love it. Totally agree. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I, I think, you know, definitely, I think, you know, Dr. Mata, you have lots to share on that point, but, you know, like we do want to cover a few different things. So, actually, the next point I want to talk to you about is definitely about online dating safety. You know, I think this is definitely a great... Um, you know, a, a very important point right now because a lot of people, you know, they are dating online. And like I say, it doesn't matter, like dating online, dating offline, whatever, right? I think the dating safety is very important. So, um, I mean, for example, right, like sometimes you may receive, you know, undesirable pictures or unwanted sexual comments and then, you know, you might not really know how to handle that. So I think maybe before we get your take on that, right, uh, Mata, I'm just going to do a quick poll to just hear from our participants right now and just see, you know, like, have you ever encountered, okay, have you ever encountered sexual predators or maybe undesirable pictures or unwanted sexual, you know, like content or comments, you know, um, yes. The thing is about 60% of the room say, oh, no, no, now it's less. Okay, 55% of the room say I've not. 
and 45% of the room say, yes, I have. Wow, that's, that's quite a huge number. That's almost half, right? So um, I, I think, you know, like definitely, um, Dr. Martin, maybe you can share with us some tips on how to maybe avoid all these, you know, like sex predators, or maybe even when some of these things happen, like um, what, what, what should you do? Like how, how should you react? Like uh, I, I think sometimes it's not just so much about uh, what you should do, right? It's also that whole shock, or that, like, you know, I, I didn't ask for this. Like, you know, why am I being harassed? And and I think that you say it's also that the emotional as well. It's not so much just seeing it. Yeah, it's... um Okay, when we talk about um, uh, sexual pre- predators, is a term that sounds uh, very scary. So uh, we, I, I guess maybe we just narrow it a bit. So it can include uh, people who are basically just out for sex, so they will, they will just uh, chat with you and then uh, they will try to bring the conversation to sex very quickly. And uh, they may uh, send you uh, pictures that you didn't ask for. Uh, I'm uh, very specifically saying dick pics without. So it's unsolicited dick pics. So this is, uh, very, uh, this is very triggering because it's quite offensive and it's uh, disrespectful. So... When I, uh, when I personally uh, come across these kind of people or when I know of people who come across uh, these kind of people, I just, I just tell them to immediately block this person. Um, if I'm feeling strong, I'm feeling strong that day, then I might tell the person what the person did was wrong and shouldn't have done this and shouldn't do this to anybody else. But it is not my responsibility to go around and teach people, even though I am a counsellor, because I'm also a woman. So in, in my personal life, I don't feel that I need to go around teaching people, especially when it's taking out energy out of me because it's like being drawn into another fight that I'm not ready for. And uh, so what I do is I just block these people. So this is one way to handle, to block these people. And unfortunately, because a lot of people feel that they can get away with it, they are doing it behind a fake name. They are doing it behind some kind of screen. Maybe they don't even show their real name or identity. You are just chatting with them. You are just starting to chat with them. So, um, so yeah, it is very important to first take care of yourself and protect yourself. Know that um, you are now going into the worldwide world. You are just literally opening the door and just walking down the streets. So anybody uh, can be there. So uh, be smart, be savvy, and just move on quickly. Uh, so it's, it's a bit like I, uh, and you can also energetically do this. Imagine like a, a dog, right? Um, uh, accidentally, somebody uh, step on him or kick him, accident. Huh? So then what the dog will immediately do is the dog will just shake it off. So I think we need to uh, quickly shake it off because otherwise it will affect our equilibrium. It will affect our energy. And when we are off center, maybe you will actually uh, you will actually spill over onto other people. For instance, your bad mood and all that. And that will affect your energy and that will ultimately affect you and your radiance and your being alluring and also being able to uh, move on to better things rather than stay in the negative. 
Oh, so, wow. I love that uh, analogy. <laughs> this is something I'm going to remember. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I love that, you know, it's, and I think it also answers like the question that Yongling has just put up, right? How do you overcome from being too sensitive? Don't be sensitive, yes. you know, like what yeah. Dr. Mata has just said. Yeah. Be like a dog, just shake it off. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe now we so, can all practice so shake it off. I, so it <laughs> takes practice, okay? It takes practice yes. because actually I am a highly sensitive person. So yes. over the years, I have learned many, many tools on how to yes. let go of negative emotions more quickly. Yes. As you can imagine, I'm a counselor. So I, I do have a lot of clients who are coming to me with a lot of distress. They yes. can be coming to cry and scream and um, uh, you never know what is going to happen during a session. So I really have to take care of my energy. So um, part of um, being able to handle the overwhelm of life is to be very gentle with yourself, to do the things that you need to do to feel good and uh, to learn a healing technique so that you can let go of stress, of negativity, of um, this kind of um, undesirable uh, uh, images and, uh, and all this um, uh, more quickly so that you can move on. So it's very easy to say just ignore. I think it's more than ignore. It's actually be able to check it off and um, move on. And uh, that takes a certain kind of resilience. And uh, as you know, during this COVID time, actually a lot of people are breaking down um, because they didn't have the tools. And uh, part of life challenges is when things happen, this is when people get going. So if you know that I'm not good in this, then go and learn how to be better at it. So once you have learned it, this becomes a life skill and then you become stronger and stronger. And this is a skill that will actually support you for the rest of your life. So it will, it's worthwhile to learn uh, instead of saying, oh, I'm too sensitive, then uh, just be scared or just continue to ignore so learn skills how to let go of overwhelm uh, was was very useful for me thank you thank you dr mata for that okay so we're going to jump right into uh, q a because i think you know like there are lots of uh, questions and you know i really want to make the best out of this hour you know that we have with you dr mata so happy that you have you know like uh, take out time from your schedule to join us okay so uh quick ones like because there are so many questions right so like maybe we can just uh, do do like quick quick ones then we can cover uh, as many okay. as we go about okay so uh one from rg here so um can we actually talk about sexuality during dating Yes, you can, uh, because this is the big part of understanding where your partner is at. Um, for instance, if he clashes with your value of uh, no sex before marriage, if you have someone who has had sex before marriage, how do you reconcile that? If that is a deal breaker, I think it is important to talk about sexuality before marriage in terms of, okay, let's say you don't mind being with somebody who is not a virgin, then how about their sexual health? Have they gone for check? Uh, what do they feel about uh, safer sex practices like putting on condom? Um, what are the reasons that they broke up? Was it because of the was it because of sex or the lack of sex or too much sex or uh, painful sex? Uh, I think it's important to ask these questions because um, uh, ultimately, I think for a lot of people who are uh, in heterosexual relationships who plan to get married is that they want to have a kid. So this is all part of uh, understanding what kind of a partner you are dating and uh, whether you want to continue to date this person. Thank you. Okay, we have another question here. Uh, is there no future in the relationship if I don't find my date sexually attractive at all? Wow, I think this is a very good yes. question. Okay, so I, I uh, sometimes ask this to my clients and uh, because I do work with clients who uh, are in arranged marriages. 
and a lot of them come from India. So they are Indians from India in arranged marriages. And I used to have this thinking that uh, arranged marriages are like really terrible thing to happen. Um, however, I have also seen many arranged marriages because they enter the relationship with realistic expectations of um, um like I really need to get to know this person or this person is going to be my partner for the rest of my life that I, I want to get to know them and I want to fall in love with them. I'm going to take my time to fall in love with them. So sexual attraction is something you can cultivate it uh, with intention. So for instance, like the way you dress, the way you look at each other, the way you tease each other, play with each other is really about understanding what, what rocks your partner's boat. And uh, so uh, sexual attraction is something that you can actually work on yourself to be more confident in your sexuality. For instance, like women who uh, go for pole dancing classes, not only do you get stronger, but you actually learn how to appreciate your curves so that when you're in the bedroom with your partner or even outside of the bedroom, you begin to be more confident with your body and with your sexuality and how you present yourself. So these, these are certain things that actually when we work on ourselves, we can actually so-called improve or we can evolve and uh, yet when you work on yourself and your partner doesn't so this is when you need to talk uh, and be honest with them I just am not sexually attracted to you I'm very sorry and uh, this is something that is important to me and so I don't think uh, I don't think I want to carry on uh, I think as a society because we we only know of um, uh, love marriages so we tend to think like this is the only model and this is the right way to be uh, in reality a lot of long-term relationships once they go past the honeymoon phase uh, they often fall out of attraction with one another so when they fall out of attraction with one another unfortunately I get to see a lot of people saying things like oh I guess I'm not attracted to her anymore it means that we are not meant to be it means that we should get a divorce and they don't actually take responsibility for the fact that love is a commitment and sexual attraction is also something that can be nurtured. And so um, for people who are already at the start of the relationship and feeling no, they no sexual attraction, then uh, yeah, I think the fastest and the easiest thing is to move on. <laughs> Okay, um, I, I totally agree with you. I think pole dancing is, is a great way to, to uh, help women to appreciate their curves. Yeah. So I think for ladies out there, if you have not tried that, you know, do try out pole dancing. It is definitely a, a very good experience. Okay, another question here. What if I am very man? So I think this, this is from a lady. I'm very man and have problem finding a man who is more man than me. How do I balance yes. myself? Yes, so then I would say work on your feminine. Work on your feminine. So um, previously, I'm, I, I consider myself quite man masculine, even though I'm in the woman body, I, I feel like I'm so man also. So what happened uh, was that I started to, uh, first I got angry. Why do I need to work on myself? Then the next thing was, well, what do I have to lose um, by uh, working on my feminine? I can be more of a well-rounder and I can have uh, like more tools in my arsenal or toolbox. So what I did was I did things that uh, nurtured my feminine, like going into places that uh, make me feel more relaxed and calm. Like for instance, in the past, uh, doing activities that are more calming like yoga uh, being around people um, that uh, uh, were not so serious and uh, I uh, allow myself to be more playful so this started to bring out more of the feminine side of myself and over time um, I would also tell myself like 
why why am I so serious? Why do I have to be so serious all the time? Uh, I can really enjoy um, being in my body and being born a woman and also all the pleasures of life. So when I started to enjoy more and more um, things, uh, small and big things in life, I um, then was able to be more comfortable with my feminine. So it's it's just like a it's just like a costume. You know, you put on different costume for different or uh, different clothes for different occasions. Uh, it's the same thing. So um, when you start to take time to cultivate and nurture yourself, uh, the way you look, the way you feel, the way you show up, the kind of people you attract will start to change. Yeah. Nice. Really like that. Okay. Another question here from anonymous attendee. Okay. How long do you suggest we abstain from sex when we are getting to know someone? Yeah, it depends on the person. It depends on the person. It has to be linked to your values and who you who you are and what you want to be. Don't do anything that you will regret. Okay. So I'm not here to tell everybody to have sex. That's not that's not what I do. I don't do that. I actually support people with their sexuality. So I actually I was actually very surprised when I started my practice 12 years ago that I actually have so many clients who are actually virgins, both the woman and the man. And a lot of them I thought they chose to abstain from sex before marriage because um, of religion but actually a lot of them said no uh, we don't want to do it because we are Asians we have Asian values we brought up in a conservative family uh, I want to respect my my parents and also there's no guarantee the person will not just use me for my body so they are so scared that they actually wait till marriage and it's not for me to say right or wrong the reality is they came to me because they were having sexual difficulties because they were disconnected from their sexuality and from their bodies they don't know why uh, some of my clients they don't know why it's masturbation they don't know why orgasm they don't know how to have penetrative sex um, they have never tried a lot of things so the way their partner touched them doesn't feel good and they don't know what to do they are irritated and things like that so um, the the sex part I think is a personal decision and a choice so there are clients who um, uh, have sex like when they're engaged there are clients who um, have sex only after marriage I think this is something that you really need to ask yourself so that when you wake up in the morning and you look at yourself in the mirror you don't feel that you made a mistake I think that's very important ultimately no matter uh, who does what in their lives you need to face yourself you need to be comfortable with yourself so don't do anything that you will regret Yep, I, I think that's definitely the rule of thumb. I love that. Okay, um, another question here uh, from another anonymous attendee. So, hi, Dr. Mata. Some guys have faces that don't appear masculine. So, does that affect attraction to ladies? So, I think that's a very good question because uh, one of the pet peeves of my husband, you know, because sometimes like when I watch Korean dramas and he's like, what? Is that even a guy? <laughs> So I, I don't know, you know, like now actually with uh, a lot of Korean dramas, like the guys, they actually look quite feminine rather than masculine, yes. right? So yeah. anyway, like uh, what, what do you think about this question? Yes. So I, I want to say, um, I think the definition of masculine can be quite different from different people, just like the definition of beauty can be quite different for different pe- people. So beauty is the eyes of beholder. So what is masculine? Uh, uh, because you know, I I have I have lived long enough to also work with so many clients that I actually started to uh, meet so many Haonanren. You know, really, I have met so many good guys that don't look like the typical alpha. They in fact uh, are exactly what you said. Maybe they even look 
like a woman uh, in the sense that, uh, you know, like a lot of Asians, they don't have much uh, body hair. So that mm. is also another uh, thing that can put off some uh, people. But when you really get to know their character and their behavior, uh, it is definitely very, very masculine. They are very protective, very responsible, very take care of their family and their woman and their children. And that is something that if you just look on the outside and you don't really look at their character and their behavior, I think you really miss out on what is the real meaning of masculine. I like that again. I think it's mm. like, I think a lot of times, you know, we often sort of have a very fixed idea of like what one word mean, right? But I think like what you say is really looking beyond that. Like, okay, masculine is not just how the person looks. It's also like how this person show up. Like I, I think honestly at the end of the day we want someone who shows up and not just you know it's more about action than just looking the part totally agree with that okay uh, another question here so what if I know that I'm not my partner's ideal type physically but we are together because of our compatibility in other areas what if my partner looks at others or looks elsewhere Okay, uh, so it's just like, you know, I go window shopping, but I don't go and buy every dress that I want to buy, right? <laughs> so <laughs> it's just not possible, okay? So, uh, I mean, uh, joke aside, uh, when it comes to the physical compatibility, there is a real reason why your partner is with you. And so if you can uh, adapt your body in uh, some ways so that it's more um, aligned to what your partner prefers, that a partner finds sexy or, or alluring, why not? Why not? So for instance, things that you can easily um, change is like, for instance, your hairstyle or your hair color or your dress sense or um, even the perfume that you wear if they like uh, certain things, uh, those that you can change, you change. Those that you cannot change, you have to let go of it and know that your partner is with you for a reason or for many reasons. And uh, uh, same likewise, you're also with them for many reasons. And uh, in your in your bedroom, in your fantasy, uh, you can be whatever body that you want. They can close eyes and you can be that person. <laughs> Just have fun. So, so ultimately, I think what you're also trying to say, it's like, it's us. Like, a lot of times it's really because of our self-confidence and self-esteem, right? That make us doubt. Like, but really, you know, like hold that space and know that, you know, there's a reason why our partner have chosen us. And like you say, it's like when in the bedroom, like anything goes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Another question here. Uh, Hi, Martha. I would like to ask how to build intimacy with women who are attractive, but seem more superior than the men. Like, you know, superior in her education, in her income, and sometimes uh, just make the guys feel very anxious because, you know, like maybe the guy feel inferior. I think... Your, the, your sense of self okay so the thing is what, what, what you value what you value will be the thing that maybe your stumbling block will be the stumbling block for instance I have four degrees so people think that wow oh, four degree uh, this person uh, only can talk rot uh, this person only academic however I think we are multifaceted uh, people who don't know me don't realize that actually I have four degrees but I'm also a highly sensitive person I'm an empath and I'm also a spiritual person and I'm also this and also that so the thing is um, uh, you may not have the academic qualifications or you may not have the uh, monetary income that uh, your uh, partner uh, has, or maybe you earn less than your partner, and uh, you feel that that is, uh, that is an issue, it, it will only be an issue if you think it's an issue, or it will only be an issue when it becomes an issue. So it may not be an issue with your partner, and you wouldn't want with, to be with someone who has an issue with your uh, looks, your uh, degree or no degree, or your uh, earn a lot of money or no money. You wouldn't want to be with somebody who cannot accept you the way you are. 
So that's the whole point of dating. And um, uh, you have to check with them. Lah. Is this really important to them? If they say it's not important and their behavior shows that it's really not important and they are not going to bully you or punish you or discriminate you for that, then you, don't, you shouldn't do this to yourself. Agree. Okay, uh, another question here. Um, how can one accept our imperfections better? So do you have any tips? Yes, I have this mantra. Do what you can, let go of the rest. Do what you can, let go of the rest. So just now the, the body image thing, your partner prefers a certain body. Do what you can, let go of the rest. So uh, I actually do tell this to myself uh, a few years ago. I, I do tell myself, uh, like you know many many times a day like maybe like 100 times a day so it has actually resulted in me being a more light-hearted person and uh, being more easygoing and uh, being more relaxed with life because uh, life is uh, for a very masculine person life is like a race but actually life is a journey so there are times when I need to rest there are times when I need to sleep there are times I need to crawl uh, like this COVID times no matter how hard I want to work, uh, there are just certain things that is uh, out of my control. So people who are very, very uh, alpha, who are used to uh, working hard and getting results may find that sometimes working hard doesn't give you the results. So um, being comfortable with uh, resting, uh, being comfortable with letting go uh, is, uh, is all going to help you. These are life skills that all of us need to learn. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. So I think uh, the next question I have for our participants tonight is, uh, I think, you know, like uh, Dr. Mata has answered many, many questions. And I know there are so many more questions that have come in, but unfortunately, we are not able to answer all of them. But I think with whatever Dr. Mata has shared tonight, right, I just want to hear from you guys, like what is the most insightful thing that you have learned or what is one thing that you're going to do today after hearing all this great advice from Dr. Mata? Because I think one of the things that I always say, you know, like in our webinars you know we are not here to just listen one year in and then another year out i think we are really looking to apply something to learn something and to do something about it so yes so let us know in the chat right now so what is the one thing that you know you have learned that is the most insightful and you're going to do something about it today okay so let us know let us know Okay, so uh, all the answers are coming in. Okay, we have like, uh, just accept and let go. Shake it off and move on. Yeah, I love that one. Shake it off and move on. Yeah, quite a number of people say shake it off. Uh, be comfortable to let go. Learn to shake it off. Do what you can. Let go of the rest. Yes, the golden mantra that we have learned tonight. Find the feminine side of yourself and be well-rounded. Yes, love it. Another um, uh, uh, goal. So say embrace my feminine. Love yourself. Change what you can and let go of the rest. Uh, true side of the men and women. Know our values and boundaries wow all the great answers are coming in right now awesome please keep it uh going you know like um you are writing it not just for me you're writing it for yourself as well because i think research has really shown that when you write down something you are more likely to do it thank you for tuning in to this episode and as i mentioned earlier we have something special for you an ebook prepared by our love experts at lunch actually on the topic how to build chemistry on dating if you want to claim this free ebook go to the link bit.ly slash LA podcast gift. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Hashtag Love Hacks by Lunch Actually and remember to tune in to the next episode when we'll talk about the art of conversation in virtual dating with our love experts. If you enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe to our channel and share this with your friends. Stay positive and happy dating. <laughs>